Chapter Eight of Chrome Yellow by Aldous Huxley. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Eight. Breakfast on Sunday morning was an hour later than on weekdays, and Priscilla, who usually made no public appearance before luncheon, honored it by her presence, dressed in black silk with a ruby cross as well as her customary string of pearls round her neck. She presided an enormous sunday paper concealed all but the extreme pinnacle of her coiffure from the outer world i see surrey has won she said with her mouth full by four wickets the sun is in leo that would account for it splendid game cricket remarked mr barbecue smith heartily to no one in particular so thoroughly english jenny who was sitting next to him woke up suddenly with a start what she said what so english repeated mr barbecue smith jenny looked at him surprised english of course i am he was beginning to explain when mrs wimbush veiled her sunday paper and appeared a square mauve powdered face in the midst of orange splendors i see there's a new series of articles on the next world just beginning she said to mr barbecue smith this one's called summerland and gehenna summerland echoed mr barbecue smith closing his eyes summerland a beautiful name beautiful beautiful mary had taken the seat next to dennis's after a night of careful consideration she had decided on dennis he might have less talent than gambeau he might be a little lacking in seriousness but somehow he was safer are you writing much poetry here in the country she asked with a bright gravity none said dennis curtly i haven't brought my typewriter but do you mean to say you can't write without a typewriter dennis shook his head he hated talking at breakfast and besides he wanted to hear what mr scogan was saying at the other end of the table my scheme for dealing with the church mr scogan was saying is beautifully simple at the present time the anglican clergy wear their collars the wrong way round i would compel them to wear not only their collars but all their clothes turned back to front coat waistcoat trousers boots so that every clergyman should present to the world a smooth facade unbroken by stud button or lace the enforcement of such a livery would act as a wholesome deterrent to those intending to enter the church at the same time it would enormously enhance what archbishop laud so rightly insisted on the beauty of holiness in the few incorrigibles who could not be deterred in hell it seems said priscilla reading in her sunday paper the children amuse themselves by flaying lambs alive ah but dear lady it's only a symbol exclaimed mr barbecue smith a material symbol of a spiritual truth lambs signify then there are military uniforms mr scogan went on when scarlet and pipe-clay were abandoned for khaki there were some who trembled for the future of war but then finding out how elegant the new tunic was how closely it clipped the waist how voluptuously with the lateral bustles of the pockets it exaggerated the hips when they realized the brilliant potentialities of breeches and top-boots they were reassured abolish these military elegances standardize a uniform of sackcloth and mackintosh you will very soon find that is any one coming to church with me this morning asked henry wimbush no one responded he baited his bare invitation i read the lessons you know and there's mr bodeham his sermons are sometimes worth hearing thank you thank you said mr barbecue smith i for one prefer to worship in the infinite church of nature how does our shakespeare put it 
sermons and books stones in the running brooks he waved his arm in a fine gesture towards the window and even as he did so he became vaguely but none the less insistently none the less uncomfortably aware that something had gone wrong with the quotation something what could it be sermons stones books End of chapter 8 Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine